Chapter 19 Pride Bosch, mid-August, 2354 Papa has just set the roasted fish on the table when the wave of nausea overwhelms me. Excuse me. I push my chair back and bolt for the bathroom where I vomit the wine and crackers I had before dinner, hoping they would settle my stomach. I try to recall what I've eaten that could cause this. Maybe it's a stomach bug. I spit once more into the toilet, then stand and rinse my mouth and splash water on my face. I meticulously clean the surfaces before I open the bathroom door. I find Mama and my brother Peter's wife, Sharon, standing there. Sharon holds Leah, who is just a week old. I resist the urge to lean in and smell her tiny head. I'm sorry, did you need the bathroom? I wiped it down. I don't think I'm contagious, but... The two women push me gently back into the bathroom and close the door. Cat? Mama begins. When did you last bleed? Does the graze on my arm count? If so, two days ago. I grin as I deliberately misunderstand. You know what I mean. Mama looks at me reproachfully as blonde-haired Sharon giggles. Um, I haven't since I've been home, but that's only a couple weeks. I narrow my eyes and start to count back. I know I bled in Edo once. I hear the once echo in my brain. I was there for two months. Was it only once? The pieces begin to fall into place and I stare at Mama and then at Sharon. No. I shake my head. No, that can't happen. We take precautions. So did we. Sharon says with a tired smile and kisses Leah's head. My eyes go wide and I feel a tinge of panic. But I can't have a baby. I have missions to fly. And Zakai's going back to Edo. I'd have to do this alone. I cover my mouth and nose with one hand as my breathing speeds up. I'd be no good at being a mother. I wouldn't be able to take care of a child. I don't know why I feel this so strongly, but I do. I reach out and tuck my finger next to Leah's hand and she grasps it strongly. I feel both a tug in my breasts and a new wave of nausea. Mama puts her cool hand on my cheek. Dear, we don't know for sure, but fortunately I have some tests in my midwife bag. Let's find out before we worry about what you can and can't do. I need to drink some water before I can pee on the test Mama gave me, so I sit at the table ruminating, pushing food around, breathing through my mouth so as not to smell the food, and downing water from a large bottle. Amazingly, except for Papa's comment about women all going to the bathroom together, none of the men, not Papa, nor Takai, nor my brothers, seemed to be the least interested in what our conversation was, or that I'd thrown up. Instead, they are engrossed in a discussion about some footy team which normally I would be in the midst of as well, but not tonight. I take my napkin and rub at a spot on the table. I've been really picky about how clean things are lately. I feel my bladder nudge me, and I stand up. I have to pee, I announce. Cat. Takai is embarrassed by my frankness, but I hear my two brothers guffaw. I don't wait for the commentary. I head to the bathroom. There's a soft knock at the door as I sit on the floor, leaning back on the wall next to the tub looking at the two lines. Come in. Mama comes in and slides down the wall to sit next to me. I'm going to be a lousy mother, I say as I hold the test out to her. Nonsense. I know you, Cat. If you choose to be a mother, you will be a marvelous one. Likely the best one ever. I lean my head against the wall and start to cry. This changes everything. I feel Mama's warm arm around me, as I move my head to her shoulder. My darling, 
she says as she kisses the top of my head. Children always change everything. But it has been my experience that they change things for the better, whether they arrive as infants or as a young woman. She gives me a hug and holds me for a minute, and her words make me smile through my tears. I wipe my face and give a big sigh. Give me a couple minutes, okay? Takai? I interrupt a debate he's having with Paul about some point of history. How can anyone argue about history? It either happened that way or it did not. But apparently neither Takai nor Paul agree with me on that. Let's do the dishes, shall we? Mama and Papa have done enough tonight. He nods and puts up one finger. He has to close this argument. I've been in this house long enough to know that if we close the kitchen door, we won't be overheard. New Earth knows I've tried to hear through it several times and was stymied each time. Also, with it closed, no one will come in. That's just family tradition. I start to collect the dishes, and when I turn back to get a second load from the table, Takai appears with them in his hands and gives me a smile. Okay, time to figure my shit out. I shut the door. Mama is right. Being a crappy parent is not an option. I had crappy parents in the North. I'm not doing that to my child. I'll be the best mother I can be, but for now, I need to figure out the father situation. I rinse the dishes and set them to the side, then start to fill the sink with hot water and soap. Why are you planning to leave me, Takai? What has changed? Thought we loved each other. Might as well get to the heart of the matter. Takai looks surprised and opens his mouth to protest, but then leans back on the wall. Now, Cat, really... Don't now cat me. We'd agreed to spend two months in Edo and then come here. Now you want to bail after two weeks with no return date, which tells me you don't plan to return. Is that accurate? I had intended to yell this question when we got home tonight. But I have no anger now, just a pressing need to know who I can count on. Cat, I'm Edoin. I'm not Bosch. And while there are many parts of Bosch I like, and one I love... Here he gives me a pleading smile. My home is in Edo. I want to learn Edoan diplomacy. I simply can't do that in Bosch. He comes close to me as I wash and rinse the dishes and gently strokes my cheek and turns my face toward his. He looks at me with those dark eyes and I see the day's growth of beard on his chin that I love to feel against my own face when we kiss. And you, he smiles lovingly, you are my pirate. A Bosch pirate, you belong here. I think I see tears in his eyes, and I feel them start in mine. I can't afford sentiment right now. I jerk my head slightly away. You dry, towels are in the drawer. I indicate the correct one with my foot. So that's it then? You go back to Edo and I stay here and the last year will just be a memory? That's what you want? No, that is not what I want. But I can't figure out how we were going to stay together when our lives are... Literally thousands of kilometers apart. He slaps the dish towel on the counter. At least he seems frustrated. That's something. I sigh and walk over to the stove, lifting the covers for the burners and bringing them back to the sink. They are quite greasy. I scrabble under the sink, looking for something to cut the grease. So when were you planning on going? I hear him take a deep breath. I was going to go after this long weekend on Tuesday. I nod. Makes sense. I consider what will happen and realize there's too much. Look, I need some space to think, Takai. Why don't you go back to the house tonight? I'll stay here. We can meet in the afternoon and go get dinner over in District 1. 
I manage a smile that I know doesn't extend to my eyes. He stands silent for a moment, looking at me. If that's what you want. At least let me help you finish up in here. It's fine, there's not much left. Though I'm eyeing a small brush and thinking about really scrubbing the sink. I'll see you tomorrow. He comes close and we share an awkward, closed-mouth kiss. Tomorrow, then. Monday. I haven't been able to bring myself to sleep back at the house with Takai. It just seems too unbearable to feel him so close when he'll be gone in a day. And besides, I wake up and vomit every morning now and I have no interest in sharing the reason with him. I'll tell him eventually, but my child will not be a pawn in our relationship. My North Country mom used to say that getting with child is a woman's only trump card. I will never be like her. Always pregnant, but couldn't give a shit about her kids once they were born. Especially the girls. Especially me. So I help out around this house. As expected, Papa is ecstatic to hear that Takai is returning to Edo. Why is he waiting until Tuesday? He grumbles at breakfast. Sooner gone, the better. Because he and I agreed on Tuesday, Papa. My voice is raised and has an edge to it. You may be celebrating his departure, but I still love him and want this time. I toss my napkin down and push away from the table, opening the back door and sitting down on the deck steps. Papa appears next to me, sitting down with an oof. Now don't get yourself all in a tizzy, cat. Women in your condition oughtn't. Oh, please, don't women in my condition me, Papa. Just because I'm using my womb doesn't mean my brain doesn't work. I'm the same person. Hmm, I expect so. Still, best to be on the safe side. I sigh. Yes, Papa. After cleaning up the breakfast dishes and getting the floor scrubbed, I'm ready for a nap. So I head upstairs to Mimi's old room, which is my room now. I pull the shades, crawl under the covers, and I'm asleep in moments. Running. Running. Got to keep moving. The fall leaves are thick around my feet as I crush through the underbrush, stirring up the musty scent of decay and dust. I feel the weight of the bundle on my shoulder and I murmur to it, but keep pushing forward. I'm almost there. I'm going to make it this time. My stomach suddenly drops as my braid is yanked hard and I feel my body pulled backward. Inexplicably, the bundle is gone. I feel hands close around me. As they grasp at me, I see a young man with a full beard standing to my right several meters away, his shirt stained with red. Is that wine? He looks at me, and his face is curved with sorrow, his voice apologetic. Sorry about the yearling, cat. My body is pinned, but I pivot my head back and forth, struggling against the hands that are relentless. Why doesn't the young man help me? I look back to him, and he has disappeared. Who is he? Where is he? I look to the left near the sumac bush and see the yearling deer, and I hear a weapon fire. The young buck crumbles to the forest floor, and I hear myself yell, no! There is a doe, a bit beyond the sumac, who simply stands and does nothing, just stares. I look into her large brown eyes and say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I think I'm crying, or maybe the doe is. I turn again to look at the yearling, next to the flame-red sumac bush where he had fallen. He's gone. Maybe he's okay. I turn my head back toward the doe, but she's gone as well. I know what is coming next. I don't want to look back at the sumac, but maybe I'll see more this time, so I turn my head, and instead of the usual blur, I actually see something on top of the leaves. Even though the hands are still pulling at me, I suddenly feel icy cold inside, as I look and see an impossibly small, single deerskin moccasin. Then a rabbit hops casually by. I start to scream 
and it pulls me from my sleep as I reach out in the dim, feeling only the cool sheets and the soft textured quilt. It's my room at Mama and Papa's, I remind myself. I kick at the covers as the door opens. Mama. I croak out the word and half sob and she comes to the bedside and wraps her arms around me. Same one? She asks into my short curls. Mm-hmm. Same one. I haven't had it in months, but this time, there's a tiny shoe on the leaves at the end. I hear her quick intake of air and then a slow release. Well, she strokes my hair lovingly. Your body is changing. It will cause your brain to stir as well. I pause. There is something that has been nagging at me over the past couple of days. Mama, these feelings in my body. I put my hand low on my abdomen. I've felt them before, though I'm not sure when. I pause again for a long moment because I'm afraid to put words to my next thought. I think I've been pregnant before. But wouldn't I remember that? Mama smiles sadly at me. Our brains can go to extreme lengths to protect us, my dear. I have wondered. There are lines on your belly and your breasts that would make me believe that you have. But with all the scars, well, it is hard to tell. I snuggle into her. She's been a midwife for years, so she would know things like that. Then a new thought occurs, and my head goes up. What if I left a child behind in the North Country when I was taken? I feel a sense of panic as I consider this. Why would I forget my own child, Mama? Maybe the dream is meant for me to remember. She fingers my curls and wrinkles her brow. I need to trim and shape your hair, she says idly. You have chopped it up, keeping it short this past year. Mama's the only one I allow to cut my hair. She sighs, and I can tell she's choosing her words carefully. Cat? Her voice is gentle. I'm no expert in dreams, darling, but if that dream is about your child, don't expect you will find him alive in the North Country. I stop and consider the dream and the meaning of her words. Some dark memory bumps at the lid of a box kept in the distant, dusty reaches of my brain. Quickly sets something on top of it, but not before a little bit slips out. I gasp a little, and nod and then whisper, Him. I think him is right. I lean into my Bosch mama and weep as she holds and rocks me. Tuesday morning, I go to the house and Takai is up puttering in the tiny one-drawered kitchen and has poured coffee. You want a cup? He asks casually as he stands with his robe partially open showing a strong chest. He is truly a handsome man. My stomach flips at the thought of coffee though and I swallow. I love the deep bitter drink, but it has not worked for me the past few days. No thanks. I need to put on my uniform and get to work. Cat, I... He steps toward me. Thanks for dinner last night. I take a step back. I must keep a tight hold on my emotions. I don't want him remembering me as a mess. I hope I get to hit someone today. That will feel good. When are you going? The passenger airship leaves at noon. I wrinkle my brow. Takai, just take the vessel I fixed up in Edo. One we flew here in practically flies itself and, I don't know, maybe you could use it to come visit sometime? My voice cracks and I turn my head. I feel his hand run down my upper arm to my elbow. Okay, that's a good idea. I can't say I'll land it as well as you, though. He smiles. Oh, you are a perfectly good pilot. You'll have no trouble. Well, and now he chuckles. There's perfectly good and then there's 
Me. I chime in, and we both laugh. I take the light moment to escape upstairs and dress for the day. I throw my toiletries into their bag and then toss them on top of my duffel at the foot of the bed. The bed. I'll grab all my things after work today. I go downstairs. Takai stands looking out the front window. You skip PT today? I move to him quickly and wrap my arms around him, leaning up to kiss him. We kiss over and over, and time stops for us. Then I pull away, and he starts to say something. But I put a finger to his lips, and then turn and go out the front door. As soon as I clear the front gate, I let the tears come. I'm about cried out by the time I reach the airfield. I step into the hangar, take a deep breath, and see my unit. I manage a grin and a swagger as I approach them. Then I hear the officer of the day call my name. Wallace, the MC wants to see you before assignments are made. What? Why? The OD looks askance at the question. Okay. I look at my unit, frustrated by whatever is the issue du jour. I'll be back. And I head out for Bosch Hall. Hey, Betsy, how was your holiday this weekend? I smile and pause at her desk. Oh, it was just lovely, Cat. I went to the District 4 shore and swam in the ocean. Good for you. Is he in? I point at the closed door. I got word to come over here. He's expecting you. She smiles at me. I open the door and Teddy looks up at me. I generally don't call him Papa on base, so I make a point of thinking of him as Teddy or MC. He calls me whatever he chooses. He says that's one of the few perks about being in charge. MC? What's up? I have decided to be as positive as I can today. Trooper, he says carefully. Please have a seat. I put my hands on my hips and wrinkle my brow. Trooper? Why so formal, Teddy? A seat? He stands and gestures to my usual spot. Please. I sit down. I have no idea what is going on. So I wait to get more details. I think briefly. Where the fuck is he sending me now? Trooper Wallace, it has come to my attention that you are currently in a state of... Well, you are... Uh... Teddy, the word is pregnant. And it came to your attention when I told you myself this weekend. And if I may remind you, you were thrilled. What the fuck is all this hemming and hawing? Trooper? Oh, for God's sake, enough with the trooper bit. He sits down and looks at me. Okay, Cat. Let me start by pointing out that in the past three recruitment classes and this past officer's training school class, women have made up close to 40% of the class membership. About time. I am delighted with this information, but work to sound unimpressed. But in order to have pushed for that kind of balance, certain rules have had to be put in place. Teddy has his politician voice on. I narrow my eyes. Like what? Like the grounding of any pregnant... He says the word as if it is foreign to him. Troopers or officers until they've weaned their child. I'm on my feet in a moment. That's bullshit and you know it! I yell. No, Cat, I don't know it. Missions have inherent risks, risks that as individuals, troopers can accept, and we in charge can comfortably shoulder as well, but to put a mother at risk, well, it's too much. And besides, a unit will act differently if they know their pilot, their leader, is pregnant. I stand and stare at him open-mouthed. So I'm out of a job? A job that, may I remind you, I am fucking brilliant at. Because I'm growing a person? My gestures are large and impassioned. Well, we can arrange a desk job for you for the next couple of years. He looks uncomfortable as he proposes this. Who came up with this rule, Teddy, huh? 
He starts to answer, but I cut him off. No, you needn't tell me. I know, the general's table. A bunch of old men decided that they know best for the little women in their midst. You aren't pirates, I say disgustedly. You are cavemen. I knew you wouldn't like it, Cat, but... So you avoided mentioning it to me until now, I say loudly and heatedly. I'm now completely wound up. Well, MC, let me be clear. There is no fucking way I'm going to sit behind a desk and push papers around while someone else gets my missions, my markers, and my promotions. Get yourself a trained monkey for that. If I can't fly and run my missions, I might as well not even be here in Bosch. I turn, march to the door, and open it. Cat Wallace, don't go off half-cocked. This is non-negotiable. Teddy's voice is firm, but with an edge. I turn and say with as much venom and fire as I can muster. Do I sound like I'm negotiating? I am gone. And with that, I turn and head for the outer door, leaving Betsy to watch me go with a hand to her mouth. I move at a jog to the gate that heads toward home and continue the run into the little white house. I rush up the stairs and stuff all my things into my duffel, zipping it quickly up. I take a quick look around and then decide, to hell with it. I can always buy new things. I head out the door and toward the airfield. As I get close, I see the small vessel I purchased in Edo and tinkered with to make it my own. It sits with engines running, but in a stroke of luck, the ground crew hasn't removed the stairs yet. I jog over and see Fred Driscoll starting to disengage them. I call to him to wait. You going someplace, cat? He asks languidly as I jog up, breathing heavily. Apparently, Fred. I pat his shoulder and he grins. Without the spots and with a small beard, he's become a rather fine-looking man. He's a good guy. The OD appears at the door of the hangar and hollers to be heard above the engine. Wallace, the MC just called and says you are not to fly. I holler back. I'm not flying, OD, I'm riding. I scurry up the steps and open the door, step in and close it behind me. Takai looks up from the pilot's seat incredulously. Cat, what the hell? That is notable because Takai never swears. I toss my duffel to the floor and slide into the navigator's seat. So, my services are no longer required here in Bosch. Mind if I tag along to Edo? I start to take over the piloting. Takai's face is a massive confusion, but I see him start to smile. I have no clue what you were talking about, but yes, come to Edo with me, Cat, please. I've negotiated our vessel to the front of the takeoff line. I'm sure there are many comments of dismay and profanity as I do so, but I'm not wearing any headphones to listen. I push the throttle up and start the move down the runway. What changed, Cat? Takai has taken the navigator role as we move quickly down the airstrip. I look at him and smile as the wheels leave the ground. I decided that our baby should be born at the foot of Mizuyama. I enjoy the stunned look on his face that melts into a grin. We have hours to talk before we land. <laughs>